welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on January 29th, Lord's Day Service. to our time of uh, exhortation to prepare our hearts for confession and our verses uh, out of first peter chapter 4 verses 8 through 10 which says above all keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins show hospitality to one another without grumbling as each has received a gift use it to serve one another as good stewards of god's varied grace So community, real community, is one of our church's distinctives, something we care about, we talk about. And it's actually a a hot topic in the church today. A lot of people talk about community. And there's good reason that everyone's talking about this. Real community is hard to find. Uh, It's rare these days. We don't really depend on our neighbors anymore for anything. Cities that used to be designed for people are now designed for cars and for businesses. They're no longer designed to provide human beings with the basic needs for mind, body, and soul. And community is a basic need for human beings. Being known, having a tribe, having meaningful uh, relationships and interactions with people, these are essential. We all need friends that we can go to uh, when we need help or when we're sad or we're in trouble. We need comfort. I believe in our modern context, uh, our modern suburban context, uh, having community, building community requires intentionality. I know that many of you have been intentional about hospitality, which I applaud you for, encourage you to continue to do. People who are are doing things like, hey, we're going to have people over every week, you know, let's pick a day, let's put it on the calendar, let's make our list of people to have. That's great. Please keep doing that. That's a wonderful thing. Um, But, but it doesn't automatically result in community. So just doing hospitality in that sort of way doesn't automatically create community, at least not, not the, the kind I'm thinking about. Um, and that's because it's easy, you know, it, it could be fairly easy to put on kind of the same performance for a different family every week, right? And if that's all you're doing, you're not really growing to know people or to be known by people. Um, when we were new to Huntsville, um, my, my family and I, um, we were fortunate enough to be invited by these two families to be a part of this thing that I want to tell you about. Um, but I want to go beyond telling you about this cool thing or, or even encouraging you to try it. Um, for whatever reason, God has given us a church full of young families. And so this is going to apply to most of you today. But I'd like to exhort the young families to do this thing that I'm about to tell you about. You'll have a lot of excuses not to. I'll just, I'll just give you that heads up. You're going to want to make an excuse not to. Uh, but I'd like to encourage you to ignore those and to do it anyway. So when we were new to town, we had about five kids, I think, at that time. I say about. I'm not sure. Uh, there were two other families. These, these two other families lived within easy driving distance, like five, ten minutes from our house. One of those families had eight or nine kids at the time. They have ten now. Uh, the other had five or six. And so there were about 20 kids between us. Um, and three weeks out of the month, 
we would, on a Friday night, uh, get together where one family would host all of the kids, so all 20 or so kids, and that'd be the babysitting family. And the other two couples would go out on a date for like two or three hours. And so the way it would work is Bethany uh, would make, uh, when, when we were babysitting, Bethany would make this huge, two huge trays of homemade mac and cheese. I was popular with the kids. Uh, serve it on paper plates um, and, and, and make a couple of uh, pans of brownies later on in the evening. The babysitting part was shockingly easy. Um, you'd think babysitting 20 kids sounds insanely difficult, but it was, it was shockingly easy. The big kids all entertain themselves. Um, and so most nights, uh, I'm not exaggerating, most nights we just plop all the little babies kind of all down on the carpet and I'd pour myself a glass of wine, uh, grab a book and sit there and just make sure the kids, you know, none of the babies crawled away. Um, it, I mean, it really was that easy um, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, the older kids would just play and play and play for hours. We almost wouldn't hear from them. Um, and it was actual play. Uh, they were playing make-believe. They were uh, having wars out there. They were playing tag. They were building forts. Um, we would never have to figure out how to entertain them. Um, they figured that out themselves. And I'll say, just as an aside, most kids today are living during a, a serious famine of real play. Um, it's far too easy now for parents to just plop kids down in front of an entertainment device that will keep them quiet and still and passive. And for most parents, that's just too tempting an opportunity to pass up. And so that's what we do. So that was our date night swap thing. Um, and, and the obvious benefit uh, for Bethany and I was that after 12 years up in Idaho where we had no family um, and no money to, to pay for babysitters, we got to go on a date like three times a month. It was pretty amazing. Uh, but the kids ended up becoming really tight with those two families' kids. And, and actually, so did the adults. Um, we'd normally end up standing around for an hour or sometimes two after the parents had come home just visiting. Um, so that's, that's the exhortation. That's the thing that I want to encourage you to actually do, uh, to give this babysitter thing a try, this babysitter swap thing a try. Um, the regular dates out uh, without the added cost of a babysitter will be a huge blessing for your marriage, but it'll also become a highlight of your kid's week. But I have family in town. I don't need this. Yes, you do. You don't want your kids to wear out your grandparents. Save them for when you really need them. Plus, we all know this, your grandparents are just going to spoil your kids. <laughs> your kids need friendship with kids. And you need friendship with couples that are in the same season of life that you're in. People who actually know you and people who actually know your kids. And I know a bunch of you right now are making, sitting there making excuses. This doesn't sound like it's worth it, worth the effort. You're intimidated to watch other people's kids. Uh, you don't really want to have to clean up your house, you know. You, you think that you have to make your house look perfect to do something like this. And you're likely making these excuses because though you may say you wish you had more community, you really don't. You don't want people to really know you. You don't want people to know what your life is really like. And I get it. I struggle with the same temptation. But it's sin. We're commanded to show hospitality to one another without grumbling and to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And Scripture's full of commandments uh, towards community life. Sin isolates. Sin doesn't want light. Sin doesn't want fellowship. 
And we have to resist that temptation to be isolated, especially in this modern age where it is so easy to be isolated. Back in the early days of TRC, back when we were in the library, uh, Peter Lightheart came and preached a, a, a Pentecost sermon on what a Pentecostal church looks like. And he looked at Acts 2, uh, the, the days immediately after Pentecost, to see what this is what a Pentecostal church looks like. And I'll read uh, a portion from that passage in Acts 2. As they devoted, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food and with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. <clears throat> so this is what a church filled with the Spirit looks like. This is what revival looks like. Let's pray that God would do this kind of great work in our midst. I'm so thankful and fortunate for uh, this date night model that kind of just dropped in our laps. We probably, to be totally honest, we probably wouldn't have stayed in Huntsville. We probably wouldn't have made it uh, if it weren't for this date night thing. Even though we were new to town and we didn't know anybody, we had these two families who we became very close to. And, and because of that, um, Huntsville felt like home. It felt like we belonged here. We haven't done date night in, uh, with those friends in years now. We all have built-in teenage babysitters. Um, but toward the end of those years, one of the families lost their 12-year-old son in a tragic accident. And his death affected me and my family very deeply. All of us wept uh, many, many tears for Eli. As soon as we heard that there was an accident, uh, I raced up, I got in my car and raced up to where they were. And uh, I sat there with his mother and father and wept with them over their son's body. But what a blessing it was to have actually known Eli. He wasn't just someone from church's son. He was a boy that I had a relationship with. I knew his character. I knew his sense of humor. He was known by me and by my family. And we were privileged to be a weekly part of his life for five of the 12 years that the Lord gave him on this earth. This wouldn't have been possible if his parents had not made the effort to be intentional about living in community. And so that's the exhortation, to give this a shot. Find some families in a similar phase of life and uh, that live relatively close and give this a shot. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh, yeah.